Greetings and salutations and welcome to Recasted, the podcast that could tell you the future of movies if we could only touch them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this month is everybody's favorite time to scare themselves, and we figured what better way than to recast some movies with a master of horror, Stephen King. Yeah. Not Richard Bachman now. <laughs> Previously Richard Bachman. Yeah. So, okay, not all of our movies on our list are technically scary. Quotations. Yeah, but they're from Stephen King. But nonetheless, we feel it fits the October month of Recasted yes. with Stephen King. Um, with us on today's episode is the man in a coma, Hassa. Ha! Ha! <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> and I'm the doctor of psychic powers, Chris. I, I don't have them. I'm just the doctor of it. Fun um, a while back, we did a movie with our star actor of today's film, who had such an iconic voice, but never spoke a word. So we decided to give him the recognition he deserves. So we decided that we are doing Christopher Walken again in the film The Dead Zone. A movie where he actually talks about the legend of Sleepy Hollow a fair amount. <laughs> Oh, that was that was great. Like it was like two minutes into the movie, he's like, oh, "Go read the Legend of Sleepy Hollow." Oh, I'm like, "That's you'll, weird." You'll <laughs> like it. It's about a teacher that gets his head cut off. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, that was that was quite interesting. When yeah. I, what did you think about David Cronenberg's The Dead Zone? Um, it it has potential. I didn't read the book. I can't speak about no, the book. I didn't read it either. Um, funny, we didn't read any of the books. Well, I, maybe I, you have. I'm currently reading our last our okay. last book. Um, yeah, you know what? It's I. Funny enough, I remember the show with Anthony C. Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. Michael Hall. Can I remember which one it is? Um, I remember the show a lot, so I remember that premise, and I do not remember this movie. I have never seen this movie, so. I don't know. If I, I can recall certain scenes in this movie, but I can't remember seeing the whole thing. No, I have absolutely never seen this movie. Um, um, it is so weird. Yeah. And like just... It jumps around in time a lot. Yep. It, it feels like three episodes of TV just kind of jammed together. Yeah. Because like the serial killer thing happens, or like the crash happens, the coma happens, he's dealing with that, and then the serial king thing happens, and then it's just like, done. He's moving to a different town. Yeah, he's he, a different name. Like, or does he have a different name? No, no he still goes by a he still goes Johnny by Smith. Johnny, Johnny. I hate it. I hated it every time. Every time that little boy who sounded like a thirty-year-old said Johnny, it's Johnny. Like, Why? Why are you saying it like you're sexually attracted to this man? <laughs> that was a little creepy. That whole him crying at the door and hugging him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, then you have like the whole, he's tutoring the kid and it's the kid thing. And then it's the president thing. Yeah. And then it's the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's kind of like a bunch of, Hey, this is what he does at this point of his life. And mm -hmm. so it just, I don't know. I, I think to make a, a more cohesive film. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I wrote this down on my thing. Well, I guess we'll talk about that when we change it. Um, did you like anything about this movie? I... I liked Christopher Walken. I did too. It's weird seeing him in a serious role mm -hmm. where he's not the bad guy or the silly father or... Yeah, where he right. has like the range where he's just like, hey, yeah. And I liked his relationship to Sam. Mm -hmm. um, I also like, apart from the crying and hugging him scene, I liked the relationship he had with the boy. Yeah, where he right. had that, that fun relationship. Right. You know, I think he did really well. Um <sighs> I, 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 there's a great premise there. It just doesn't, it wasn't executed well. No. Um, and <laughs> it just, it kind of like glossed over the fact like this man developed psychic powers. Okay. And then nobody cares about it. See, I'm okay with that. I think they, they cared too much about it. I think after he tells the nurse to go home and the fire is the mm -hmm. house is on fire, like, and all the press wants to talk to him. And he, that, that one reporter who like goats him into, into holding his hand never shows back up again. Yeah. But he also says stuff to him and, yeah. and he's like, Oh no, no, no. But like, again, he never shows back up again. No. You'd think that'd be the reporter that 
Martin Sheen is later yeah. blackmailing. But no, that's what I mean about this movie not, you know, yeah. being jointed at all. Um, well, even that, like the whole Martin Sheen storyline is just like the third act of it. And you're like, here it is. He's yeah. an asshole. <laughs> but he's here for the people. Who wants to nuke the planet for reasons? <laughs> and nobody stopped him? Yeah. And yet you had all of like... Because, like, even the vice president is like, don't worry, buddy, I handled it. And it's like, they both look at each other like, oh, God, what have we done? It's like, you know what you did. You elected you Trump president. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, politics aside. Oh, um, come on. That was, no, I, know I know that wasn't obviously because this was written way back when. It wasn't a direct did, corollary. Did you like that? Like, did you like the fact that uh, Martin Sheen was like, I had a vision that I'll be president. And mm -hmm. then many years later, he played the president. Mm -hmm. I thought that was funny, too. When I when I first saw him in the house, because, again, like, mm -hmm. like they have big names in this movie. Tom Skerritt and yeah. and Martin Sheen at this time were at least somewhat household names. Yeah. Christopher Walken was pretty big. True, as well. Like, But I'm just talking because, like, Tom Skerritt's in, like, 10 minutes of this movie. Yep. Yeah. And so is Martin Sheen. He's maybe in 15. Like, there's not that... Yeah, yeah it just they, seems they just super kinda... weird. So... Yeah, it, it... I don't know. There's a lot will change, but before that, do you want some fun facts? Fun fact me. Fun facts with Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Dead Zone was the first of several Stephen King's novels and short stories that took place in the fictional small town of Castle Rock. Yeah. The others include... Cujo, Stand By Me, The Dark Half, and Needful Things. Mm -hmm. uh, the gazebo Ca scene... Castle Rock is also mentioned in Under the Dome. Yeah. They talk about, oh, it's over there in Castle Rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, it's like the neighboring town yeah. in Maine. <laughs> yeah. uh, the gazebo scene were shot in Niagara, Ontario. Town officials originally objected to the building of the gazebo itself. Cronenberg told them that it would be temporary and easily destroyed. The town relented, but once officials saw the gazebo, they liked it and started using it in promotional literature for the town. I guess it would make sense that it was filmed in Canada. Cronenberg hmm? being a Canadian director. Yeah. Uh, Greg Stilson, played by Martin Sheen, whose real name's Raymond Estevez. Yeah. 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 I know, because uh, I never saw his first name, though. Estevez. Estevez. Um, has damning pictures taken of him by a photographer. Played by who? I have no idea. Oh, played by Raymond Estevez. Sorry, that's Sheen's son. Oh. Played by his son. Uh, in the nuclear war scene, Greg Stilson, again, Martin Sheen's character, threatens to hack off someone's hand and put it on the scanning screen. An earlier version of the script actually had Stilson shooting the man and putting his dead hand on the screen. And lastly, do you know why they called it the Dead Zone? No. Okay, so the movie doesn't explain this, but apparently the book does. Stephen King was going off the old theory that people only use 10% of your brains. That we haven't even unlocked the secrets of the other 90% yet. And that when Johnny's in his coma, his brain had to create new pathways to get around the paralyzed parts of his mind. So his new brain... Was our new pathways, sorry, were created in the dead zone. Ooh. The 90% that people don't normally use. We have, of course, since understood and know. We use all of our brains. <laughs> you use 100% of your brain 100% of the time. Yeah. Seriously, people. Yeah. So, anyways, that's the dead zone. Cool. Interesting. It was just the shining to me the whole time. The shinning. But, because that's basically what this is. Basically, like, yes. Well, I mean, you can... You can warp it in together. Yeah. Because, like, like even even in that that book, they mm -hmm. describe it as... Every, like, almost everybody has some shining. It's just whether or not you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Or, like, he... I think one of the characters even says, like, all moms have the shining for at least the first 18 years the kid's alive. Because you know when something's wrong with the kid. Mm -hmm. just It's just intuition. It's just, like, he describes it as basically just strong intuition. And some people who know that they can do it and know they can manipulate it, you know, talk to each other or, yeah. you know, you know, see the future. 
see the past. Yeah. You know. I did like in this movie the fact that it was both ways, right? He mm-hmm. could see the present, he could see the past, and he could see into the future. Yeah. And so I will, when we go into how we change it, we'll discuss a little further on how I want that to be play out. Shall we go into that now? Shall we? We shall. Ooh. How do you want to change it? So let's make it a more coherent of a story. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think if you're going to do this, you got to do it. The serial killer being kind of part of it. And then the president thing. Mm-hmm. I just kind of have it, for me anyway, in my brain, I would just have those stories weave together. Yeah. Like, you'd end the serial killer story, you know, probably around the time of the speech, like, story-wise, because you'd want that sheriff to help him take down the politician. So, here's how I wanted to weave it, and I probably am changing the the story itself, but whatever. Screw you guys. Your movie. (laughs) My movie. I want it to be that Sarah is kind of the weave. That at one point he sees the serial killer going after her. Mm. And that's why he decides he needs to help. To be honest, when they when they first started talking about it, I thought it would be her new husband. I, th- I thought so, too. Like, that's where I thought, oh, like, oh, this is where this is going. Yeah, I kept thinking he was going to pop up as something. And he, and I thought he, he was a sheriff <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah. um, so I wanted her to be that, that initial why he decides to go help. Mm-hmm. And then it pops up with her husband and going to the rallies or whatnot and then it's like okay and then he meets uh wow i just said it martin sheen's character it doesn't really matter just go with martin sheen martin sheen greg stilton's character and then that's where it kind of goes from there um but i kind of wanted it to be in the beginning when he sees the future he doesn't know if he can change it like that's kind of where the dead zone for me becomes like there's parts of this vision that are the dead zone Right, he can't see when he first interacts with Sarah who the killer is mm-hmm. until he gets to the gazebo scene. Yeah, so even then, like I, I, I completely agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. I think the 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 silly, serial killer part would be more interesting if it was a little bit longer. I really thought it was kind of stupid that during the gazebo scene you see his face right away and they know yeah. who it is. And it's just like, okay, that's weird. Um, yeah. Like I, I even would have put it as. Like, obviously, for those scenes where he sees something in the past or in the mm-hmm. future, I want it to look more grandiose. I want it to, like, the background to dissolve away and him be standing mm-hmm. there in the thing. Like, at least they did that for the gazebo scene. Like, he yeah. was standing there. And um, and I think that's where you have to... For, from... like, for that gazebo sorry. scene... To, sorry. Just, like, for that one in particular, or you could still do it with the face on that one, but, mm-hmm. like, have him see the killing of a different girl before... Um, and for that one, the guy just doesn't have a face. Yeah. Because the person couldn't remember his face because they didn't know who he was, stuff you could, like that. You could do it when they're like, in the tunnel, right? Like, he's got a, a glimpse, but he's like, everything's just black and foggy or yeah. shadowy, and yeah. he can't really tell. And um, this is just a contention, contention for me, but mm-hmm. if the dude was murdering people with scissors in a gruesome fashion, that's enough. You didn't need to add the rape on top of it no. for to make a story compelling. <laughs> right just make the murders either super gruesome Mm -hmm. or super unique right and i think that'd be fine and i think for me what what it was is the reason why he doesn't want to really do this is because like that's what i liked about christopher walken in that scene where he's like basically he just keeps repeating i saw it i was there and i did nothing yeah right like the fact that he's so emotionally traumatized by what he just witnessed but he couldn't do anything about it well that's the thing i really do feel that they they kind of got across with this but not really Mm -hmm. was the fact that he's there he Mm -hmm. feels the air on his skin he smells everything like like this isn't just a vision like he's not watching a movie in front of him yeah like he is going to that spot like he remembers everything that victim remembers like and i think that should be part of it too like yeah because i kind of want him to like you know do the whole go to stop the guy Mm -hmm. but he can't really he can touch him and like you said he can probably Mm -hmm. feel him but he can't actually physically stop what's happening one of the other things that really bothered me throughout the film and i know it's probably just a nitpick and i'm sure it was in the book I hate the fact that when he shakes somebody's hand and he sees a vision, he has to like hold onto them super tight and get super intense. Mm. It's like, no, shake their hand and walk away and you can have the vision. Mm. Like, I th- I think 
that was a little much. I liked I liked the connection because I like the fact that it's sun, something that has hit him so hard that it's like his body's contracted. Yeah, but it just feels more like oh, he's having a seizure. I think <laughs> some of the ones where he's like, yeah, I haven't like he's, he's like, like oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Yeah, it was a little much for me. So, um, and I do, like I said, I I I did like the kid, like him being like, no, you can't go play ice hockey, blah blah blah, and then he's like, oh no, you're fine, but then. The dad still takes the other ones out, and you yeah. kind of get that. Two of them die. Two of them die. I wouldn't make that the moment where he realizes he can change parts. but No, he should do it sooner than yeah. that. But yeah. it could almost be one of those things where it's like, oh, you changed it because you saved this person, but you made the, like kind of that domino like effect, thing, right? Yeah. There's a few other little nitpicky things I'd like to change. Mm, go for it. Um, his love interest, Brooke. Sarah. Sarah sorry. Brooke is the character, the actress's name. Yeah. Um, Tara Brock now. So, shouldn't cheat with him. That seemed stupid to me. Yeah, that seemed weird. Especially since um, the dad was kind of okay with it. Yeah. Um, that was weird for me. Not only that, but like, I would obviously have, I would want the husband more in the picture mm-hmm. uh, throughout the thing. And same with her. I'd want her, like, as you said, if she's involved in like, embroiled with the serial killer plot that would make more sense Mm -hmm. maybe that could see why he's spurs into changing the future right that's um but i would also want him to be like i know it sucks and he has still feelings for her but he understands why she moved on Mm -hmm. i want i don't i didn't get that from his character i got more of a i'm still in love with you and i want you back type of thing yeah the kind of but i only get that because you never see the husband and you never see them interact yeah like i know you see the husband but he's like in it for a second yeah um but if you see them you see them interacting throughout the film a little more i do believe it should be more like no this this is the right thing she should be with you Mm -hmm. like like she had like i was in a coma for five years like move the hell on right so i had a thought with this when i was watching this movie is how i'd change it or whatnot and i said one of the things is when she goes to meet him at the institute clinic whatever we want to call it um i wanted him to like hold her hand and see into the future and see she's talking to and this is probably the cliche she's talking to a johnny and you're like oh okay maybe that's where they get and then you get to the end spoilers this movie's been out for a while so whatever (laughs) We've talked about I the know. ending already. <laughs> but when he dies, like he's, he looks again just before he dies. Yeah. And it's her talking to a son mm-hmm. that she's just named after him. Like yeah. another son. Yeah. Uh, this is Denny. This is Johnny. Yeah. Hey. Um, that also bothered me. I mentioned that already. The Johnny thing bothered me. The Everyone name? should call him John except for her. So that apparently is in the book. That because I was reading and they said Cronenberg was going to change the name because he felt Johnny Smith made no sense. But apparently in the book, it's actually stated his name sounds really fake. No, no, but I'm I'm oh, fine okay. with that. But, but I just think everyone should. Call I would him John. never call a grown man Johnny. Johnny Bravo, come on! I don't know Johnny Bravo. Well, he's you, a cartoon character. You need to know him. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like it's one of those. Yeah. Not really an adult names. It's more of a child's name. Yeah. It's like right. calling somebody Bobby. Yeah. And you're like, no, it's Robert. Yeah. Or Rob. Or Bob. Or Bob. Yeah. You know, that progression of Robert too. Yeah. Like it's just one of those things. Like I think, and I think everyone should call him John, except for her, because mm. it's hair, not really a pet name, but pet name for him, mm. right? So then you know when she's talking to him instead of like everybody else. It's just some just really irked to me hearing Johnny so much throughout this movie. Yeah. Hey Johnny. Yeah. Johnny be good. Um my ending has changed. Okay. Um I don't want him trying to kill Martin Sheen's character. Oh. I hated that. That's so dumb. I I Okay, keep going. No, no, we'll let me back. let me do my bit, then you yep. can do your bit. Um I want him to with the help of the sheriff and with the help of her find that newspaper guy figure out what (laughs) never shows up again that never shows up again like figure out like actually what he's doing is and Mm -hmm. take him down that way um i think like i liked the fact that he didn't actually kill him i liked Mm -hmm. the the fact that it was his own cowardice yeah that took him down in the end behind a baby um but yeah i so i just don't i don't feel that is right for this school teacher 
to do, which is super weird. Um, because last week I talked about the book. Again, I cannot remember the title of it because it's a date of the JFK assassination. Oh, yeah. Where it's literally about a teacher who goes back in time to shoot or to stop the assassination of JFK. Mm-hmm. Who basically just kills the Harvey Oswald. Yeah. Um, and, like, that premise is more okay for me. But because, for me, that one involves him having to go back. But he's going back to to stop something that's already happened where you have a problem with him going to the future to stop something that might no no no. it's not that it's Maybe? um yeah. in that book he goes to like 10 years before the event and mm-hmm. he has to live those 10 years and like build a life and all that stuff to get to that point and then do it like that's that's the story hmm. so yeah and then ultimately it fails hmm. but um it's it's more of the just i don't know it just seemed really out of character for this school teacher reformed psychic kind of guy to mm-hmm. choose to assassinate a, uh, a congressman not congressman but well, a, a, a senator yeah. of some sort yeah. it seemed really out of character for me i actually really enjoyed it yeah. and i liked it because i liked the conversation he has with sam the, the doctor before and he's like hey if you could go back in time and kill hitler would you yeah. And Sam's like, well, I'm a medicine man and, you know, I'm here to save Which people. Damn right so damn right I would. And I think that kind of spurs him to the moment of, you know, what what do I do? And I, I, I agree with you that I think he should go and try to get some like somebody to be like, hey, we need to stop him from doing this. And then being like, well, like even with the sheriff, I'd, I'd be like, you go to him and he's like, well, what has he done wrong? Mm-hmm. And be like, nothing. And you're right, and then, but the way I do it... But the thing is, they showed him doing wrong stuff. But they never came back. If it had just been the future stuff, Mm -hmm. that would be fine. Like, I would, if you want to have that ending, Mm -hmm. you have to show that this guy is an actual saint right now. And then the presidency turns him into this monster. Yeah, well, I do it... Not a monster turning into a worse monster. I would do it one of two ways. You either do it like that, or you do it where, you know, he's kind of got his grips in everybody and nobody's willing to say anything. So when John goes out and, like, shows him, people are like start realizing and then people start coming forward and being like, oh, yeah, no, he was terrible. And then people are like, well, what the hell? Like, yeah, this is it. And then they start to realize why Johnny did what he did, mm. right? Because they go, well, shit, that guy was psychic. So yeah. what is it that he actually saw that made him mm-hmm. and i don't know if i do like the nuclear nuclear why do i feel like i said that wrong nuclear nuclear it's a weird word but i feel like i, I do that whole like he's just becoming this like dictator and you know just destroying the planet and doing all the, like just uh, comb over comb over huh? like just being a, generally douchebag number one like yeah and and that being um and then, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like the idea that he, you know, basically got shot for it. And I do think I agree that he, like him missing is the key point. Like, it's not him that ends up actually shooting yeah, him. I think that was the only, like, if it had just been him shooting him and then getting shot by his henchmen, mm-hmm. it would have been a, it would have been a worse ending. No. This, this ending was only saved by the fact that, you that know, he grabs, a, he grabs a baby to protect himself. Yeah. So. He grabs Sarah's baby. Yeah. Who is up on stage for some reason. Did, well, because as he's walking, he's like, oh, yeah, bring the baby up on stage. I know, but like her husband wasn't there. Yeah, that I found weird. <laughs> but like, And they yeah. were just stumpers. Like, they just walked to house to house and was like, this guy is great. <laughs> Come up on stage. He's yeah. Fanta. Um, I had one more thing I wanted to change, but I can't remember what it was now. Oh, right. Um, the news. I think that's stupid. I think people claim to be psychic all the time and no one mm-hmm. gets, no, it doesn't make national news. Um, what I think should be involved is this is going to sound super self-serving, mm-hmm. but I'm getting the idea from the modern, the newest Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. It should be a couple of podcasters yeah. who actually believe in this stuff and want to see it. Right. And only one or two and they come and I'm not, I don't want them as like a big part of the story, yeah. but I want them there to be like, and then they come back because, like, obviously, it's just me and you. Hey, this guy, it's the truth. Yeah. But, like, that happens, right? Like, yeah. Um, 
it's an older movie. The newest Halloween remake, the 2018 Halloween. Yeah. They're podcasters and they go talk to Michael and they bring him the mask and everything like that. They kind of like spur the whole movie into motion because they're get get into this. There is one more thing when when you're done done. that just reminded me. So the one other thing that I really wanted to kind of change a little bit was the doctor. That guy, yeah. That guy was way too, like, people just develop psychic power. Like, I wanted to be more skeptical at first. And I want that scene, which I really liked. I I want that scene where he calls his mother Mm -hmm. and finds out, like, she's there. I want him to say stuff to her. Like, I want him to confirm who she is without mm-hmm. saying who he is. I, I think, and to be like, oh, I'm a doctor. I that's... think all all you would need for that scene is for him to go her name mm-hmm. and then her to go, yes. And then that would cut. And then when he asks later, did you talk to her? He can go, yeah, I talked to her. Right? Because you don't need to have the whole conversation. Huh. All you need to, I, I completely agree with you. All you need to do is the acknowledgement that a conversation was going to happen. But I would be like, he doesn't even acknowledge the fact that it's his mom he just says are you so-and-so blah blah blah. and they're like yes and i'm like oh okay i'm a doctor following up on a patient that mm. mentioned you and i just wanted to follow up on some facts and then for him to come back and be like well i talked to her and he's like yeah how you know you really mm. connected he's like well i couldn't tell her who i was right because mm. he's like it was never meant and which i think is stupid i know but then i want him to be like okay something is very weird here and you know mm. let's let's I, I, Go think, further. I think at that point, um, he should believe him, but that yeah. shouldn't also be the first time it happens. Mm. Right? True. <laughs> like, it should happen to other people, and it should it should be subtle at first. Like, mm-hmm. um, when the um, nurse was in there changing yeah. his, like, bedding or something, I'm like, oh, he's going to, like, read her mind or something. I didn't know at that point that it had to be touch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it... You know, it should be more like, oh, she's fluffing his pillow and touches his face and he, you know, gets a, you know, what she's going to have for lunch that day. And then she, he sees it later that day or something like that. Like small, small things. I like and it. then it turns into a bigger thing yeah. when he yeah. actually can grasp somebody's hand and stuff like that. So. I like the, the, the freak out moment though, but I kind of want it to be like, he does that to her where he's like, she's, she's burning mm-hmm. and then like falls back. And then later they're like. How did you know? And he goes, know what? He's like, how did you know this? And he's like, I don't remember. Like, kind of like that moment where it's like really fuzzy. Because he kind of just wakes up. True. And be like, oh, I thought that was a dream. Like, that, no, that wasn't. Like, no, you saved her life. Yay. (laughs) Yay. Yay. We almost burned this little girl on the set. (laughs) Apparently they burned one of the stuntmen doing that. That makes sense. They burn a lot of stuntmen. They're stuntmen. (laughs) Okay. So, should we talk about David Cronenberg? Oh, Cronenberg. What? I don't know. He's a Canadian director? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think David Cronenberg, the director of this movie, is known for? This movie. He's not known for this movie. <laughs> um, I actually cannot. He's known for The Fly. Right. The remake of The Fly. God, why did, with Jeff Goldblum. Yep. He's known for a movie called Dead Ringers, which is a very, very weird movie. Mm. Uh, he is known for a movie called Existence, where he directed that one. And Crash. Didn't see any of those. Yeah, he was the autorex salesman in that one. Oh. So he's also an actor occasionally, mm. which is super weird when you see him in movies, for me anyway. Um, because, like, he shows up every now and then. The one movie I can think of that I've seen him in was Jason X. Where Jason goes to the future. Wasn't it Jason in space? No, it's called Jason X. But it was when he was in like yes, a space yeah. station. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was more recently on the second, the third season of Star Trek Discovery as like a super secret G-Man in the future. Mm. And it's just weird whenever I'm like, why is David Cronenberg here? <laughs> it just shows up. Yeah. So uh, I think he's a very, very good director. I think he is talented. Um Eastern Promises and History of Violence is two movies he did with Viggo Mortensen mm-hmm. um, are s- sublime films. I think they're they're amazing. So, yeah. Well, it's Aragon. Yes, it is Aragon. And like The Fly is like amazing creature feature type of film and stuff like it's that. Body too. horror film. 
Yeah, he was kind of known for those body horrors at the beginning mm-hmm. of his career. Dead Ringers is a body horror as well. So, The Fly, help me. Different Fly, help me. Yeah. That was Vincent Price, wasn't it? The original? I don't know. I feel like that was maybe yeah. a Price movie, or at least a sequel was. Maybe. Okay, right. shall we get into the cast? Let's get to this. Okay, we're going to start with Martin Sheen. I didn't really know what kind of order to put this in because everyone kind of had equal amount of little bit of screen time, so mm-hmm. I just kind of went with, like, whatever, Martin. who cares? Marty? Martin Marty Sheen. Um, have we done a Martin Sheen film before? I don't think so. Don't no, think so. we have Gettysburg. Oh, that's right. Why could we not forget Gettysburg? Because we don't want to remember Gettysburg. That's your fault. So what is Martin Sheen known for on IMDb? Um, Apocalypse Now? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, two movies I've never heard of. Okay, I'm not going to go. And The Departed. Okay. Yeah. Something, called, something called Badlands, where he played Kit, and The Way, where he played Tom in 2010. Oh, I thought he would have been known for earlier stuff. Yeah, so would I. Like the Mass Effect movies where he played the elusive man. Ooh. Or games, I guess. Ooh. All I know is Apocalypse Now. And of course he, he got played... super drunk and punched a mirror. <laughs> it's a great scene. He's an amazing Oh, he's actor. a great actor. Yeah. Did you... I think it's Hot Shots Part 2. With Charlie Sheen. Oh, yes. And yeah. they're, they're going on the river. I, I loved you in... Uh, Wall Street? Wall Street, because they were both in Wall Street yeah. together. Yeah. I love that scene. <laughs> hey. Because <laughs> they're both narrating in their heads. Yeah. <laughs> Such a stupid I also forgot movie. he was Uncle Ben at one point. In the... Um, Amazing Andrew, Spider-Man? Andrew Garfield yeah. movies, he was Uncle Ben. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With great power comes no responsibility. <laughs> All right. Okay. You, me, who? Um, we can never remember who went first last time. Um, why don't you go first okay. this time? So this is Greg Stinson, our our nuke, senator, our nuke uh, happy senator. I, and I guess this is kind of on the nose because of the way he played it in Stranger Things. I went with uh, Carrie Yules. Carrie Yules. Elvis. Hmm. Elvis. Elvis. Elvis? The guy from Princess Bride? Yes. Elvis. Okay, Elvis. You can never get his last name. It's spelled E-L-W-E-S. Yeah, Elvis. Ewells. Uh, <laughs> Elwells? 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 Anyways, I went with him. Because um, he, he has that... Stranger cr- Things? Yeah, he played, a, he played a mayor in Stranger Things. I do not remember that. Season three. With the mall and all that stuff. Hmm. Yeah, he shows up. But he played such a good, like, charismatic politician <laughs> that i could totally see him doing this and he kind of has that face and i was looking for somebody that would be like because i didn't know if i wanted this to be like a president run instead of going for just the senate and being like no, starting I off i think you have to keep it small because then you would you never wanna... get close yeah. to him yeah. right so not Same. like a couple of times he would never just go yeah. like the president's never just going to some random rich dude's house and being like hey i need your money but a senator, yeah, a possible senator, senator might, right? Yeah. So, uh-huh. Carrie Ellis. Okay. Who'd you have? Um, I went with Ethan Hawke. Ooh. Just because I really enjoy Ethan. Um, I really enjoy the way he portrays characters, just in general. I think he is a really, like, he has, this is going to sound stupid because we make a joke about it all the time. The dude's really got a lot of range when it comes to acting. Like, he is really good in, like, romantic movies. Like, on, mm-hmm. like, um, the Before Sunrise, Sunset movies that he does. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really good as creepy things. Like, in Sinister. That's the one, right? Sure. I think it's Sinister. Um, like, and he, and he, he just has this weird charisma that you don't trust. Yeah. type of person like um i'm thinking more of the atf agent from lord of war yeah we're like you knew he was the good guy but you're like i don't like this guy right there's <laughs> something here yeah oh he's terrible yeah so oh. yeah Ethan oh. hawk okay Ethan hawk next um roger stewart roger stewart, stewart. <laughs> played by anthony zerby did you recognize Anthony Zerby? I recognized him. 
Do you I, know? No, not off the top of my head. Um, so you'll probably know him as Counselor Hammond from the Matrix Reloaded movie. Okay. No. He he was, was, no, he was one of the guys in Zion. Yeah, he was the guy who like goes down to watch the machines that run yeah. Zion. He's that guy. But I know him for him as the one of the bad guys from License to Kill, one of the Timothy Dalton Bond films. <laughs> yes, because there was two villains from Bond films in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He gets um, decompressed and he explodes. Mm. Yeah. He gets put into like a decompression chamber and the pressure gets turned all up and he goes... So that's oh, where I knew him from. Bond didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, but as Bond films go, yeah. they like to kill their characters off. And that one was a particularly that one was like, okay, let's see if we can go dark. Hmm. Like Felix Slater got his legs eaten off by sharks. Like, <laughs> like it was a dark movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, who did you have? Um, I want Ben Affleck. Okay, for this role, because I wanted that rich dude that was. Like, really pushing his kid to be, like, the sportsman and all this and mm -hmm. not be, like, the... or Like, I like that line where he's, the kid says to him, it's like, oh, it's not me that has to come out of my shell. It's my dad. And kind of, like, you can just see Ben Affleck being this guy that's like, hey, let's go do this and not really understanding his kid. Mm. So I thought it was, you know, Ben Affleck. Batman. Come on. Yeah. He's Bruce fashion. Wayne, and that's Damien. He can't figure out who... <laughs> can't figure out Damien. <laughs> this is now in the DC universe. Yeah, okay. No longer <laughs> Stephen King. This is now part of the Bat family. Yeah. Where's Jason Todd fit in tall lists? <laughs> he's, he's the killer. He's the Frank Dodd character. Got it, got it. <laughs> Who'd you have? Um, I went with David Harwood. Um, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Supergirl on the CW. No. Uh, he plays the Martian Manhunter on the show. Uh, he's been in lots of other things, but mm -hmm. I don't know. He just has this because again, I like you. What you said, like I kind of disagree with how this father is. I feel that he really cares about his son and wants mm -hmm. to get him to learn. That's why he hires a tutor. Um, I just—it's not that I don't think he cares about his son. I think he just doesn't know how to relate to his son. Yeah, and I and I think this character because like obviously he plays on Supergirl. This is going to sound super weird because it's a really. It's a Smarter Manhunter. No, but it's because Supergirl's a teen drama superhero show. But you, you, you know, he gets across like this paternal. I'm concerned about you, even like father figure thing mm -hmm. in this in that role. So I, I thought he'd be good for this one. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Okay. Okie dokie. Next is uh, Sam Wezak. Yeah. Doctor Sam Doctor Sam Wiesek, paid by Herbert Herbert Loom, who I've never seen before. At least I don't think so. Let's check. Uh, once again, I think so, but I don't think I Where know. Where do you think you've seen him from? No idea. Oh, how about the Pink P Panther Strikes Back? Spartacus, Probably the Return of the Pink Panther. He is Who's... Charles Dreyfus. In the Pink Panther, I've movies. probably seen him then. Though with the, Peter Sellers, yeah. Yeah, I've probably seen him then, because I've seen most of those movies. Looks like he is, yeah, part comedian. Hmm. He was in Son of the Pink Panther in 93. I did not see that one. So, hmm. yeah, I have... Ah, uh, Peter Sellers. Uh, who did you have? Uh, Dr. Sam Wiesak. I went with Michael Sheen. Nice. Aziraphale. Yes. I love that guy. Oh, he's so great. <laughs> he, um, speaking of actors who have range. Yes. Like Tron Legacy, where he plays... Uh, Zeus. Zeus, yeah. I was going to say Odin, but I'm like, nope, that's the wrong god. Yeah, no, yeah. he played Zeus. Um, I loved him there. And then such a turn to Aziraphale. Yeah. Right? And then on that, what's that show where he's a murderer? Don't know. But like... Keep him with the big bushy beard that he currently has, because him and David Tennant still have their show. I, I love those. I love seeing those every now and then. Yeah. Those little like things that they go have together, and it's just like, yeah. <laughs> they just keep talking, like, oh, if it's the end of the world, I'd come see you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd come see you. <laughs> what did you do this morning? I painted this. <laughs> you painted that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Oh. 
Oh, we're getting off topic now. It's there's fine. one it's Martin Sheen. <laughs> there's one I can't remember what um, famous actress it was, but it's like they were talking about how they have their name in the credits, and it's always like and this person. Mm-hmm. And like it's featuring Michael Sheen, and they kept going back and forth about being on the top of the yeah. billing. So, but yeah, Michael Sheen, I, I figured would fit this role. Yeah, yeah. I always like him. He's he's yeah. great. So, who do you have? Um, not because of the name, but because I actually like him as an actor. I went with Sam Neill. Okay. I think Sam Neill's gotten to that age mm-hmm. where he can play a doctor of this age. Mm-hmm. Like this is supposed to be a doctor near like his it, he's, older. He's an life. older man, right? So depending on where you're setting it, he like technically came out of World War Two. Yeah, I don't think I'd do that. I think I keep it more modern. Have have I said uh, I kind of want the whole? Yeah, I don't really think. Okay. Yeah, I think I'd keep it with World War Two. You 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 tend to keep these things as in periody. I kind of mm. like upgrading mine to the well, modern we, modern. We time. like being nostalgic. Yeah, but no, Sam Neill. I hmm. obviously Jurassic Park. Like, he was amazing in that movie. I still have fond memories of his turn as Merlin on this TV movie that I remember fondly as a child. That's probably terrible. Um, but, yeah. Sam Neill. He's great playing fake uh, fake Odin in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Is that Sam Neill? Is that Matt Damon? Uh, erect a statue of me. <laughs> I love the fact that that's coming back, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, why not? They have... <laughs> like... uh... Well, I think Sam Neill and Taika Waititi, because they did a movie together. They did Hunt for the Wilder People. Well, they're both from New Zealand, right? Yeah, that too. So. Yeah. But they did Hunt for yeah. the Wilder People together, so I think they at least got some sort of a friendship. New Zealand? Australia? New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah. yeah. I just remember the The better of the... Uh... Oh, I remember the patch he wore in Event Horizon because it was his version of what Australia's flag would look like in the future, mm. which was having the Aboriginal instead of the Union Jack, which I always thought was cool. Yeah, that was cool. You didn't? We didn't have fun facts at that time. No, we did we Event didn't. Horizon last yeah, year. Last year, around this time. <laughs> Go back and listen to those also, episodes also, too. This is a fun thing. Like this, this episode is not unfortunately not going to come out near this, but mm. this movie came out on the twenty first of October. Oh, like, we like, should have waited. It's a Thursday, though. <laughs> should have just been a Sunday and been special episode <laughs> on the Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next. Sheriff Brennerman. Bonnerman, who apparently shows up in Cujo. Not um, Tom Skerritt. Well. But yeah. apparently the sheriff is in. Well, he... he um, Stephen King has his own universe. Like, he had his... Stephen King universe mm-hmm. way before. Well, Castle Rock, right? We already talked yeah. about it. Yeah. Tom Skerritt is one of those actors who you've definitely seen in a movie for yeah. the last 50 years. He just um, keeps showing up. We have we have cast him before because we did MASH. Yep. Um, we haven't done anything else because we didn't do Alien. No, we keep talking about it, but then it's still technically an ongoing franchise. Mm. Yeah. We should do Alien one day just so I can rewatch that movie. Just rewatch it. It's so good. It's October. Alien is so good, and he is part of one of the best scenes in cinematic history when it comes to scares. <sighs> that scene in the vent is mm. just so terrifying, and it's so well done. But the thing is, when you watch it now, it's stupid as shit. You can tell it's a dude just doing jazz hands in an alien costume, but the way they film it and the music and the sound of the motion sensor beeping yeah it's so well paced and so well done i i still like like the chest bursting scene is probably the best but it's still just hilarious to me once it's on the table and scurries away because you're just like oh and you can see the channel it's in yeah yeah <laughs> you're like oh and then john hurt shows up again in space balls oh no not, <laughs> not again oh <laughs> Good old John Hurt died so many times in movies. Didn't he have the record at one point? He did. He probably still does. Sheen Bean might be getting up there, though. No, people always think that, but Sean Sean Bon, <laughs> Sean Bon is not not as high as some people. Yeah. But um, Tom Skerritt also quite mm. known for Top Gun. Yeah, he playing Viper, the the commander, not commander, but teacher. Mm-hmm. I guess at Top Gun. So yeah. Who did you have for? 
Tom Skerritt. For Sheriff Bannerman. Yeah. Oh, and Michael Beach. Okay. The guy that played Mantis' dad in Aquaman. Are you thinking of somebody else? I am thinking of somebody else. Who are you thinking of? I don't know. Oh, you seem to know when I said Michael Beach. Who do you think it yeah. is? Maybe it's... Oh, I'm thinking Adam Beach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you no, think no, I, I got there. I got there. You don't have to look it up. Old, I was thinking... Adam, yep, yeah. I was thinking Adam Beach, and I'm like, okay, that works. <laughs> um, been on a lot of cop shows. Yeah. He, is, is, he was in recently in The Rookie. Yeah, yeah he was on The Rookie, yeah. SWAT. Um, he's in just, SEAL Team. I just saw a movie with him. Uh, like just came out recently? No, no, no. Because we're watching horror movies. Oh. He was in Insidious 2? He was in Inheritance. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. He was in Swamp Thing. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a lot. He's in a lot. He's been in a lot of TV yeah. shows. He's almost always a cop. Yes. <laughs> Which is why I put him as a sheriff. <laughs> but I think um, I went with because of um, the way he played in Aquaman 2. Mm-hmm. which is where I mostly knew, knew him from. Um, but I was looking for somebody that was kind of that cop stature. Mm-hmm. And when I was like, oh, man, this guy's been a cop in several things. Yeah. And then just to have like that small town sheriff feel. So I was like, yeah, I want, I want this. Mm-hmm. I want this. Nice. What are you doing? <sighs> Obviously, I go with it in a different direction. This is going to take a little bit of explaining, so I'll just say it who it is. So I picked Benedict Wong. Okay. So I picked. You don't Benedict... need to explain. Benedict Wong's amazing. <laughs> no, but I want to explain why I picked. It's now him. in the Marvel universe versus my DC universe. <laughs> so I picked him because, like, we all love him as Wong. As Wong, um, but it was more of his turn as Wong in Shang Chi. That last scene where he's like telling them how it is is yeah. your life is going to change. So go home and get a good night's rest. And they go, or, and then they all cut to Hotel California (laughs) karaoke. Because it's like, I love the fact that he can be so serious. What's up, Beyonce? And then not serious. And I think, like, I know this movie isn't a comedy, and I know I don't want it to be, but Hmm. I think the sheriff should be weathered enough to not, to be able to. There should almost be, like, dark humor-ish. Exactly. you, You, you. He's seen a lot of, and yeah. particularly with this, because this is like a serial killer. Like he's seen a lot of shit where he should be yeah. able to be like. I don't know. I can't think of any yeah. dark jokes. And right I and now, I, but... I and I kind of think, I don't know. I just like him and stuff. And like he always mm-hmm. he he does a lot of these small roles. Did you ever see Annihilation with no. Natalie Portman? No. About the weird the bubble. Bubble that had yeah, weird things. He was going in that on. for yeah. a little bit. Like he was kind of like the storytelling foil. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Yeah, Benedict Wong. Nice. I, I, you know, you didn't need to explain that one too much. I like him. Cool. Okay. Next, Sarah Bucknell. Sarah by Bucknell. Brooke, Brooke Atoms. Someone with two first names. Hmm. She was very familiar. I, I should have looked this up. She is in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, Days of Heaven. Mm, and The Unborn. Hmm. She is in also in a movie with Sean Connery. Because he is in a bunch of the pictures with her. That could be Days of Heaven. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, I don't oh, recognize her from anything. Why I recognize her? Maybe she just looks like somebody else. She was on Fraser. Ooh, Fraser. Wings. Maybe she just showed up in things. Yeah. Um, yeah, she no. She kind of has a Margot Kidder look to her. Mm, okay, sure. I don't know. That's what I see. The Dead Zone. Okay, well. Yeah, Who do you have? Know. Um, I went with Melissa Fumero. Fumero? Amy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like her in that show. I think she's great in that show. Yeah. Um, She's also... Oh, I just looked this up, too. She also does the voice on... What show is it now? She's been doing uh, the voice acting on... I'm looking it up. Everyone just wait. Oh, on MODOK. Did you ever watch Modoc? No. Because no. it was a toy. A child. It was awesome. <laughs> no, I just never got around no. to it. But yeah, like, and I think she can do the comedy and she does Amy so well, like the stuck up, not stuck up, um, 
highly wound. High strung. Stuck High up and works. She's stuck up. She's stuck up. Yeah. Just not stuck up in the way that <laughs> she's not like hoity toity, like I'm rich, so I'm stuck yeah. up. She's like, everything has to be neat and orderly. Everything has to be perfect. And, yeah. and I think somebody, and we've talked about this, comedians can go into serious roles really well. Oh, yeah. So, and I think she'd do really well in this. And I'm with you on the whole, she shouldn't really cheat. No. I like, I think she should still show up with the kid and be like, oh, I really want you to meet him. And, you yeah. know, but I don't think they should do the whole, and he's I, asleep. And I really, do did, me. really did like the fact that he was three and he was in a coma for five years. There was okay. no like, is he his kid? Questions. Oh, yeah. It right? was, oh, he's 10 months. And you, you almost see Johnny go, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, you, you, you waited about two years yeah. and then yeah. you like did he, it. The thing is, like, that's what I mean. Like, John Johnny should realize, like, she can't wait forever. She's a young mm. woman, you know. Well, they didn't she's know. She's in the prime of her life. Yeah. They worked together, but they, from the beginning, it sounds like they didn't even have sex. So, no, like, they were waiting. Yeah, this relationship wasn't. It was blossoming. Yeah. It wasn't there. So. Sorry, I just all of a sudden thought of the mom when the mom's like, we brought you back from your trance. And the doctor's like, it we wasn't talked a, about this. It wasn't a trance. Yeah. It's a coma. Shut up, woman. <laughs> Anyways, who'd you have? Um, I want Linda Cardellini. Because okay. I, I really think she's fun. I mm-hmm. love seeing her pop up and stuff. Having her show up as Hawkeye's wife mm-hmm. was just fun and hilarious to me. Um <laughs> What I, I really like her as like and I, I wonder if she'll show up in the the show. I don't know. She's not in any of the trailers. Like, yeah, you see the kids, but not you see her. the kids at, at yeah. dinner with him. So and then... maybe that he's they're separated. That's why he's living in the city. Because he he murdered a whole bunch of people while she was away for five years. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he did more than that. She was dead. Everything like, they were on a break. Every, they were on a, <laughs> a, a snap. They were on a step. <laughs> it was the blip. Okay, yeah. our marriage had a Though, blip. Though, he did keep her phone going that entire time. Yeah. Because she calls him when she gets back. Maybe the, he kept paying for that phone service. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Questions we'll need to yeah. get some answers from later. But in like life. before, like from Freaks and Geeks and all that mm. other stuff, like Grandma's Boy, like I've liked Linda Cardellini for quite some mm-hmm. time. So, okay. Now our Johnny Smith. Johnny. Played by this mostly unwell-known actor, uh, Christopher Walken. I was like, I really want to try to do him, but I can't, I can't do Christopher Walken, and I don't want to make it. Okay, so what is Christopher Walken known for? <laughs> this movie? Is he? No. No, he's not? No. Uh, Wayne's World 2? No. Um, you get one more guess. If it's not even on the list, don't look. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow? No. <laughs> so he's known for Hairspray. Oh, shit. <laughs> the Deer Hunter. Which is another okay, series yeah. we did. Catch me if you can. Oh yeah, he was the dad. Yeah, and the prophecy, where he played Gabriel. It's one of his. Yeah. Anyway. Really, hairspray over. Uh, okay, whatever. Over what? Over Joe Wayne, Dirt Two, beautiful Wayne, loser. Wayne's World Two. There was a Joe Dirt Two. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> over uh, Wayne's World Two. Okay, let's go back to the beginning of his career because like this guy has done a lot. Uh, let's see. What's the first thing I've seen him in? Oh, he did a Three Musketeers TV movie. Oh, Hawaii Five O. Oh, nice. nice. Uh, I just Roseland Deer Hunter. Is any one of the few that has like a standing invitation to host SNL? Is I don't that know. him? I don't know. This is the first movie on his list <laughs> that I have seen. The earliest, anyway. Right after this, he did... Um, Balls of Fury. Right after this, he did uh, View to a Kill. Max Zorn. The yeah. Bond movie. Which we've already mentioned being really stupid. Yes. Has a kick-ass sound, uh, music, though. Mm. View to a Kill. Duran Duran. Come on. That is a great okay, theme. Yeah. Oh, Blast from the Past. We should do that movie one day. Again, I really want to do... It's Brendan Fraser. A Brendan Fraser month. Yeah. He did a movie called Puss in Boots where he played Puss in 1988. Oh, he was in Ants. Yeah. And Mouse Hunt? When was he in Mouse Hunt? Okay. This, this isn't... Uh, no, this isn't helping because we're just Chris going look to over Christopher, Christopher Walken's IMDb page. Who did you have for Johnny? Johnny! 
Johnny Smith. Didn't I tell you Bart's got bite? Johnny? Johnny. <laughs> um, I went with Charlie Cock. Cock? Cox. Cox. It doesn't have an S at the end. No, it's just an X. <laughs> but Cox. that's how you pronounce it. Charlie Cox. <laughs> Cox? Cock? Cock. I went with Cock. I mean, Charlie. Charlie. I mean... No, I went with, um, yeah, I went with Daredevil. Nice. Any particular reason? Just uh, well, I was like I with Daredevil. Well, I liked because I mean, he's blind. He's yeah, used yeah. to walking around with a cane. Come on, what's wrong with you? What? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah that, that too. I think he could do the whole like injuredness and walking with the cane and everything good. But like even the way he played in um, Stardust, like I wanted somebody that looked because Christopher Walken is very distinct and unique. <clears throat> But I wanted somebody that looked kind of a very innocent in the beginning and then gets darker as he goes down this path. Because it's, it's, I mean, at some point they're talking about, like, this is probably killing you. Mm-hmm. Like the but way you're doing it. completely drop that storyline. Which, again, this movie. <laughs> this is killing you, Johnny. This is killing me? Well, I'm going to keep using it. Well, I, keep, I try not to use it. I'm going to keep using it. And you're <laughs> never going to bring this up again. <laughs> yeah. And I'm never going to have another really bad headache. Um <laughs> But I wanted, yeah, him to be like, as you go down, it gets, you know, he gets more and more intense, mm-hmm. let's say. So kind of like the beginning, they're all happy. And then, yeah, as he goes down, it's more, I guess, depressed almost. Because he's seeing things that at first he realizes, you know, these are horrific things I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm never seeing somebody like happily married. Right. It's always something terrible happening. And that's where it gets, you know, drags him down and. So yeah, I like Charlie Cox. So do I. I want to see him in Spider Man. I think yeah. everybody does. As Matt Murdock's a, attorney, yeah. <laughs> or well, Spider Man's attorney. Yeah. Matt Murdock. Murdock and Foggy here to represent you. Even if we just saw Foggy, I'd be happy because mm-hmm. then it acknowledges that those things happened. So one day, maybe one day. Oh shit, Venom's there. <laughs> Shh. You shouldn't be saying that. Whatever. Spoilers. By, this, by the time this stuff comes out, everyone's known about it. Even yeah. if they haven't seen the movie. Um, but I won't go into it. Details. Um, I picked someone for similar reasons. I wanted someone who I know could do the emotional gravitas that came with mm-hmm. seeing these terrible images and stuff like that. And I know this is going to sound weird, but I picked him because of The Mandalorian. I picked mm. Pedro Pascal. Those parts near at the end of season two where he's taking off his helmet and you know, saying goodbye to Grogu, like they're super compelling. And like he gets, even even when he has the helmet on, like he really does get his emotion across with just his voice. And I think I'm so happy that he got picked for Joel um, in The Last of Us hmm. HBO series. I think he's going to do amazingly well. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Last of Us. For that reason, I think like that character is the same type of thing. Like it's that character mm-hmm. of, this stoicism but then shit goes wrong and yeah. like oh well even in game of thrones he was awesome yeah i didn't particularly like him in wonder woman no but that whole movie was bad yeah it was just not a, a, a well put he wasn't just a he wasn't a the whole movie was yeah bad. don't don't ever think about it again <laughs> hopefully uh, flash flash will erase all of this and yeah. we don't worry about it ever again Stephen Strange shows up. We're doing a multiverse. We have to take over this. Bring back Michael Keaton. Everything will be good again. <laughs> See? He's here. He's fine. He's a little old. We have old Batman. <laughs> okay. Oh, that so was the dead zone. The dead zone. I think this, as you said, like this movie's got potential. It's um, got a decent story that could have been. And again, it could have been. You could Stephen King does humanity, yes. right? Like, the story's not a scary one, but that's why I wanted, like we talked about, that's why I want that ending to be, would you kill Hitler? Like, mm. that, I want it to be, like, something that's so powerful. Like, that's what drives this guy at the end. Like, I need to save everybody, but I'm going to be a villain. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of the more, would you do it? If you walked around and saw somebody and your vision was... This guy's like the number one mass killer of all time in the future. Would you stop him? Or what would you do? Right? 
And you I see that that goes into this weird butterfly effect situation yes. of like, like now you know what what yeah. what it's always a problem with prophecies. What positive aspects came out of the terribleness that was World War II and stuff like that? So well, there was another book, I innovations, mean, and a people. short story that was literally. I can't remember who's telling me, but it was like literally somebody goes back in time and stops this this horrific dictator, and they're like, he's like, did I fix everything? You know, did we get? Yeah, we got rid of whatever the dictator's name is, and he's like, yes. He's like, wait, World War Two? Who's this Hitler guy? Right? And it's kind of the point where yeah. it's like you you stopped one, but now something else. So yeah, but yeah, I liked that aspect, and I think you could make this more tension mm-hmm. not not so much horror but no like this more... could definitely be a good thriller yeah all right where can they find us you guys can find us on facebook on your uh twitter wow facebook and twitter you can find us on most of your podcasts wherever podcasts are found if you're listening to us you found us Welcome. good job please please come talk to us interact with our not in person please we're, we're if you can find us and talk to chris you feel free no hugs. I don't like hugs. Um, but yeah, please do contact us. We do this for fun. Uh, and if anybody is and listening, entertainment. It, if anybody's listening, it'd be nice to know. Um, um, you can find Danielle on Instagram at Fiona Veer. You can find Chris on Instagram at the Canuck Comic Guy Store. You can also find him on Etsy. He mm-hmm. makes wonderful things. Oh, he makes nice things. I make nice things. Yeah. Every so often. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Need to get back on there. Finish stuff uh, off. Yeah. All right. Well, from all of us here at Recasted, go watch The Dreamcatcher. I think it's just Dreamcatcher. It's Dreamcatcher. Just Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher. <laughs>